Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now, The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. I like this. Can't wait to tell our guest that Christine used to pump the song. I think she was cool. <laughs> while she, doing she did cocaine. While doing cocaine. I was 16. What a dildo. <laughs> Swinging a baggie. I got it. Party time. Party time. <laughs> Everybody's the bonfire. Faction Talk Series XM 103. Big Jokerson, Dan Soder, our guest, everybody, has a new special, The Ghost of Academic Future. It's streaming right now on YouTube. It's Liz Mealy, everybody. Hi First time on the show, right? No, I did it during, I did Zoomed it. I Zoomed, zoomed it with it. you guys. And zoomed. then I think I was here before the Zoom. You were. So now I just feel sad that you don't remember long, all the times I was here. Uh, longtime friend of the show, Liz Mealy's here. Edit and post, guys. I, oh, we're live on the air. We're live. You it's out I, there. You know what I also do is I love when you when I know you're taking the intro of a guest because I feared of doing that every time. You know, I'm like, <laughs> never been here before. Never been here before. I mean, I did it to Sebastian. Oh, yeah. I walked out. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. He's like. I was on your show. I did the show before. I was in the studio doing your show. You gabon. <laughs> I, I did it outside. And then I remembered. I said, nice meeting you. And then I realized she was on the show plenty of times. Damn, so, dude. Okay. Damn. Guys, guys, we're all replaceable. Wow. I know that. I what know, Liz. Frick? It's all, we're all just spark plugs. They just plug in new ones and then the rest of us. There's nothing special about me. No, that's not no. true. There's a, there time, is a special about you and it's called the Ghost of Academic here, Future. Last time you were here in studio, it was awesome. Uh, DJ Lou, give us a couple of the highlights. Rhonda, remember? Can we do some Lou rundown? Some, one of your famous Lou's rundowns. By the way, this guy's got a photographic book. He remembers everything from everything. Everything. So as you were talking, he's like, what a maroon. Yeah, he's like, what a stupid ass. I remember the bits we did last time she was here. Lou, take yeah, it away. Yeah, yeah. What I were those bits? Drops. You got drops of them. Remember from the last time? So, so much pressure. <laughs> Just passing the buck to someone. <laughs> what are you saying? Guy's usually a catalog. Uh, during the commercial break, I was asking you, we're doing drug songs, like songs that make you- It's funny. But specifically want to do 
drugs. Yeah, not like songs that freak you out about drugs. No, I. So it's most. I think of songs that I did drugs to, therefore remind. But like this one actually makes a lot of sense. Like Tom Petty's uh, "Last Dance with Mary Jane." Like, mm-hmm. like I did. Like I smoked pot with my friends to that, and then we thought it was all same kind of vibes. Like sixteen, thought we were cool. Yeah, we're like we know you this were. is about weed. Like you I know genuinely I mean? thought it was about uh, loving a dead woman. Yeah, okay. I just so went with the video. I so did I, I, dude. If you made a music video. I immediately interpreted your song yeah. as that. I thought I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. It's about a bat guy who <laughs> lives in a thing and with rides a, a motorcycle. With a smoking hot lady who just wears gowns. Yeah, <laughs> and just like a big a troll monster in a castle. Yeah, dude. I thought November Rain ended with fucking Axl Rose being trapped in a grave looking up. Who finished that music video or that song? It's the longest. When it comes on the radio, I immediately switch it off. It's like a nine-minute song. The November craziest Rain? moment of my life. Or- it's got to be. It's, you got to be in the right mood, but... When you're in the right mood, it is. It's a great, it's a great song, song, but, but you're just lot. like, dude, I've like it unless t- it timed out perfectly one time when I was ending a shift at K Rock and I was in the old O and A studios and they had these big windows that looked out and I called my girlfriend at the time and she's like, I'm going out with my friends, come out and it was like two in the morning mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want to go out, I just finished working and as that phone call started, it was November rain and we fought through the entire seven <laughs> minute song to the point where the crescendo hit and we were both yelling at each other. We was like. And I was like, because I was like, I just fucking worked. I just worked the whole fucking shift. And she's like, oh, I go out with your friends all the time. You and Joe List get drunk all the time. Also, like, work, what was it, an hour? Uh, I was at K-Rock. I did a four-hour shift. Whoa, whoa. And I'm sorry, but I brought the New York's only New Rock to the airwaves. It's true. (laughs) 92.3. Everyone, Scott Weiland's solo album. Up next, Scott Weiland's solo album. Maybe you can take it to a dysfunctional family picnic on (laughs) 92.3. WXRK, K-Rock. I still, I'm blown away still that Last Dance for Mary Jane is about weed. Wait, you just. I'm sorry to break that to you. You just learned that. Yeah. Like right now. Two seconds ago. You at least know it's it's a euphemism for weed, right, Mary Jane? I do know that. Okay, I was really worried about how you were. Raised. Wait, so that that whole song was about the dork quitting smoking weed? No, it's a, yeah, I guess. I guess it's about quitting. That she makes sense. Love and he ironically, does. ironically, around the time of that song is when he got into heroin. Yeah, yeah, because he was just like, this isn't good enough for me. I might do what it is. Yeah, it's not working anymore. Is this an anti-weed song? Are you sure? I don't think it's an anti-weed. I think I don't know. People I thought it was on. a pro uh, necrophilia. <laughs> for real, dude. Also, I thought Tom Petty was dead in this video also. He died pretty recently, right? A couple years ago? A couple years ago. Yeah. Tom Petty rules. From heroin. Uh, no. <laughs> it was from a... Oh, he did a... Uh, was it fentanyl? Or was yeah. it... It was fentanyl? It was definitely fentanyl. Something like that. Bro, he did? He, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. damn. He started doing heroin in his 40s, though. Which Good for weird. you. It's never too late to really That's apply yourself. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying with this music. I'm trying to find songs that I'm going to try some heroin to or no, something. dude. I don't want to deal with opiate, Jay. No, but then I'll but then I'll jump on the ups. Don't worry, I'm gonna have the cocaine's gonna even me out. No, I can't do that, dude. Oh, I can't man. have you come in here sweaty and tired. You want me shaking? <laughs> yeah. You want me shaking from the fucking DTs? I don't care. I'll give you a stern talking to. I'm, why do you think I'm growing room? my beard out? You I'm, getting ready, a... I'm getting ready to walk away from you when you when it gets <laughs> too much. I like that, like a like a stern father look. Like, like I'm disappointed in you. Jason, I cannot be around here anymore. Who needs you then? No, get your. Who fucking needs get you? Cleaned up, and then I'll show up later. And then I start calling you dad, and you're like, you're like, get yourself. And you feel embarrassed for me too. You're like, look at yourself. Christine, clean him up. 
<laughs> and then I show back up with a mustache when you're okay. And that's why men fences. Go, hey. And I'm wearing a soft sweater. I didn't go, know hey. facial hair had sent so many secret applications. Oh, because you women think we're so simple with well, our come penises back. and our muscles. I want to come back and apologize to Dan for what I would realize now after being in the program for a while and finding Christ what I put him through. Yeah. So I go to see Dan where he's playing acoustic guitar at a coffee shop. Or, yeah. Very or, sweatery. Or can I tell you right now, because I'm going to have a full mustache, okay. wo- woodworking. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. In a I garage. see that for you. For yourself. Yeah. Just, just for yourself. Just whittling. Just out there whittling. I was thinking more, I was thinking woodworking like, like birdhouse maybe, some cabinetry. And I think uh, Katie will be uh, drying her hands with something. And <laughs> she go, sees me first and yeah. she goes, Han? She goes, Dan? Visitor. And I go, Hold on, Katie. And then when I walk by her, we don't really say much, but I go, uh, I go, Katie. And she goes, it's good to see you, Jay. He's in the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's crazy is you both have the faces for that now. Like, I, really, I don't think you have to wait. Just do it right now. I go, get to Katie? It. Yes. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. She's we, in the garage. We missed you. He's in the garage. No, or she's going to hit you with, hey, Jay. Good to see you back. She goes, die peach snapple. I go. Yeah, we'll be right in. I guess. Cue the music. <laughs> got some, Last got some, dance, Mary got, Jane. Got some talking to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, what drugs did you do? The okay. On I was 14 years old. The first God night I you. ever did anything, I did liquid ecstasy, pill ecstasy. Had my first beer. Had my first cigarette. All in the same night. All in the same night. I was it's 14 years I bet old. But the cigarettes, the thing that probably made you the most nauseous. Did they let you into the Hell's Angels? Or were you, just, <laughs> were you allowed just bottom rocker? Was, it was the sickest brownie initiation <laughs> ever. Yeah, but your first drug was ecstasy? Yeah. So Liquid my, ecstasy. My, my, That's crazy. My best friend at the time, her sister was, so we were freshmen, her sister was a junior and was like super popular and her parents worked at night so they had this like huge rage of a party and literally people were like, watch them make like we made sure like they made sure we had water because like i learned about ecstasy like when i was like 16 i was like oh i could have like fried my brain because i did so much ecstasy yeah, but they made us the best. but they made sure that we were like super hydrated and then she was also like nobody touched them so like literally there was like seven people watching us to make sure nobody touched us and then we drank a lot of water and it was so adults fun. yeah well they were like 16 year olds oh, okay. watching and they get this was after they gave you ecstasy a lot of drugs yeah so they're and like gave her. you ecstasy and they're like keep them wet yeah 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 oh god <laughs> Guys, these these plants can't dry out. Even wet. Kick him back into the pool. Yeah. My favorite memory from that, because I don't remember a lot, but my favorite memory is that her parents did come home probably at like 3 a.m. So like the, everything like cleaned up at like 2, da, 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 da. And so I remember my friend Ashley, we're in, like we had a sleepover. I'm in her bed. We're scissoring. We're yeah, just we're getting scissoring. after it. But basically she goes, hey, my dad's going to come in and just like check to see that we're here and just don't say anything. And I was like, totally. And she goes, Liz. Don't say anything. Just pretend you're asleep. Don't say absolutely. You're like, I won't be saying anything. I'll be sucking my friend's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Give me your thumb. Give me your thumb real quick. (laughs) So so her dad comes in, literally just kind of looks and shuts the door, and she's like, you okay? And I was like, there's a light show in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think he saw it? (laughs) No, and you're done doing drugs. Dude, I had a friend, my buddy Joey Owens showed up at our door in high school, just on like a Wednesday, and his girlfriend's parents were out of town, so he was like staying over there. And he came over to my house and he was like, I got into a fight with Maggie. I'm on mushrooms. Can I stay here? And it was a school night. I was like, uh, let me talk. Maggie? His girlfriend at the time. Yeah, that was, like, was already I, like over his drug Can use. I stay here on a school night because his girlfriend and him are fighting? Yeah. His mom didn't care if he stayed over your house? No. Nah. 
So he we didn't have school night sleepovers. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I only that's... had a couple of friends that could pull it off, and uh, Joey was one of them. No one thought you were going to school that next day. I, there's no I, way. My dad was crazy strict, but my friend Amanda was that kind of friend. Like, if I was like, "Hey, Amanda's not okay. Can she sleep over?" My dad'd be like, "Okay." Yeah. So my mom was like, "I didn't even really ask her because Joey was like, hey, 'Hey, I'm on mushrooms. Can I stay over here?'" And I was like, "Yeah, go for it, dude.'" So I just let him in the house. That sucks, dude. You're not on mushrooms. And, well, he yeah. Was, now you're babysitting. I was smoking a cigarette, so I mean, I like to smoke. What are you, seven in the story? I was 16. <laughs> but I liked smoking, so you know how it is. You get an excuse to get a cigarette, and you're like, I guess I'll throw some slides on and go have a smoke outside. And Joey's just fucking booming. I just come outside, and he's chattering. His eyes are fucking wide. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to bed because it's school night. And he's like, yeah, cool. He's like, I'll come in in a little bit. Never came in. He just left. He had a stray cat he, of a he friend. Left. He left, and then he called me. He called my phone. My, it, Did I, you leave a Rice Krispie out for him or something? No, I like, went outside and talked to him. Is it safe in the middle of the night for him to be wandering around on mushrooms in your town? It was the suburbs. Whatever, dude. He's fine. It's a roar, though. You but, know, you know he's he, a werewolf now. But he called me, and he, I, I heard him, because my bedroom was upstairs, and I heard him- Shuffling in the trees? No, I heard he <laughs> called me, and I could hear his voice outside. And I was like, dude, are you outside? And he's like, yeah, I don't I'm, know. He goes, I'm not going to sleep over. I'm just going to go home. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'll be fine. He's like, also- your street's so quiet right now, it feels like a movie studio. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn, you're tripping, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next Goodbye. day, was that, was that school? Oh, uh, I don't think he showed up the next day, but he was there the, the day the after. Day after. He was like, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Oh, man, if there were iPhones, he would have made a short film. Dude, Joey Owens, <laughs> Joey Owens threw up all over the back of McDaniel's Mustang in high school because he was so fucked up. Really? Yeah, really? What McDaniel. is he doing now? Uh, he's a bartender in Vegas. He rules. Okay. I was oh, going to say, he's either dead or he's doing Dolphins. something crazy. Yeah, McDaniel's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the other guy in the story is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins now. How For real? How crazy is that? That's crazy. Yeah, he threw up in the backseat of the head coach of the Miami Dolphins two-seater Mustang. <laughs> or like, fucking two-door. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> it was right in the front of my house. He's like, <laughs> and the door opens and McDaniel's like, real cool, Joey. Real cool. You destroyed the awesomest thing I'll ever own. And Joey just comes a out. two-door of, Mustang. He's wearing a Mark Echo sweatshirt and he got out of the back and he went, oh yeah, it's all over me. <laughs> it was just, Joey would laugh and his nostrils would flare up like that. He, he would call them El Diablo because he'd just fucking do crazy shit. I don't know. Is wild. People are starting to, like, I'm so grateful that iPhones didn't exist in like 01. Oh my God. But people are starting to now put like what Y2K is trending. So like Y2K pictures are going up on the internet now for the first time. And it, like, it looks like all my high school friends. I have an album of those pictures and those pictures have never seen the light of the internet. <laughs> and oh now, yeah, no, they're in a box in a drawer that I don't know how to open. Like, uh, do, you young, do you have young Jay photos? Well, um, no, but I'm saying in the era, we've said this before in the show, I think, but the era of like today, I think it's like weird if you go to a public school and don't have naked pictures of four girls in the school in your phone or something which is such a crazy thing to me that would have that, that's just something what nothing even possible like that was happening in school when i was younger Dude, my buddy had a camera like, it's so crazy my buddy and his brothers would like find these like heists or like they would find ways to like rip off stores basically uh -huh. like that's how i learned about the playstation 2 thing where oh, you take yeah. the quote code Cartridge. and switch it with a new one and then you bring it back if you have like a broken one you just go buy a playstation with cash and then you switch the barcode, and then you take the broken one back and get your cash back, and then you just have a new PlayStation 2. I learned about all these schemes from him and his brothers, and he had a video camera, and he would, like, record stuff. And it was our senior year, 
and he was at all these parties and he got these girls we were friends with to flash the camera because we remember being like, dude, you got him to flash? Like, let me see. And we're like, ah, yeah, Everyone's got to gather around the tube television with a VCR to see dude, these boobs for us. Like, these grainy footage boobs. Like six years. 720 ago. boobs. Not even 1080. <laughs> 720. No. So I'm talking tube, tube television. Dude, I remember about six years ago, my buddy, that buddy was like, dude, I found a box with all the tapes from high school. And one of my other buddies on our text thread was like, yo, is so-and-so flashing the camera on there? And my buddy wrote back, uh, well, they were teenagers, so if I find that, I'm deleting that video. <laughs> and my buddy was like, no, man, I remember, it was so cool. He goes, they were 16, we're not going to look for that. And then he looked and all of them, something got fucked up and all of them magnetically got erased. So he didn't yeah. have... He, didn't, he found like one tape that just had a bunch of random shit on it. Just only dicks. And just it's penises. Like, oh, of course the dicks Hot made it. young cocks. <laughs> I just had somebody from like two, I worked at the Comedy Magical from 2005 to 2008 and we go to the beach all the oh, time. Oh yeah, they, someone showed that video of you. Somebody sent files like apparently people, you just didn't really notice cameras. So people would be filming and we'd just be talking on the beach like not acting like anybody was filming and then all of a sudden I got like a file of all these videos from those years. We gotta get your tapes. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile, nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks, Prize picks dude. I get to I get to actually go on and have fun. It is with, self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use, even f- if you're an expert. If But if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks right now. America's number one fantasy sports <laughs> app. Gamble on it. <laughs> and Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats yeah. of two to six players. It's great. A more or 
less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking if he's going to get more or less than that. More, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love with the NBA, NHL, college basketball, Entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah. yeah. So you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N-F-I-R-E, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babbel so far. I learned one Bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babbel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno Note. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. The comedy ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Do you have your, like, VH? I've had somebody take a bunch of my VHS tapes and make them into MP4s. Like, I have the first time I ever did stand-up as an MP4. Really? Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's real bad. I've only got, like, I've, one set or two. I have a mini disc, Ooh. mini DVR of my first weekend. Paid, so crazy. Opening for Troy Baxley at Laughs. And it is, only time I watched it, <clears throat> I was opening for Jay. This was about 11 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. It was the night that we stayed and watched Nick Cannon. It was basically the seeds of this show. Sure. Down, we were going to do a Richie Redding gig, and I was featuring for Jay, and I was so hungover, and I somehow found those in a box, and I was like, and my roommate was like, oh, I can play that on my computer, and he put it in, and I was hungover, and I watched it, and I almost threw up. Yeah, I was of like, course. I can't watch this. I can't. I just it's, kept sipping a beer. I'd be like, no, 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 no. It was awful. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm doing hip hop arms the whole time and have a big silver cross chain on. Yes. You're doing Jewish. This. You're doing this. Oh, yeah. But that's what I was going to say. Yo, it's this not even the words that This are motherfucker know what I'm talking about. This motherfucker right up here know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but don't you feel it's like not even the words that you're saying are the jokes? It's like the gesticulating. It's the nervous energy. It's the weird habits. Like like genuinely just like holding the mic weird. Like I'll, I'll literally course, be yeah. like yelling at like younger me being like, what? Do you, what, what yeah. Who told you Dude, a, a, a mic unfurler was one of my favorite nervous tics to see on somebody. When they pull it off they're and they go. No, but there's constantly like... 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, like their vacuum just, cleaning. Yeah, yeah. They just a lot, like, while they're talking the microphone, they're always like, they're like, you know, they're just always trying to like get it like. Put it in their head, like, but in their head, they feel like Chris Rock, like holding the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they just like kind of get it like out of their way a little bit. You just like, want to be like, no, around your neck, around <laughs> your neck. Yeah, my favorite's when they take it and they go like, they take it off, and they like fumble with it, and they go, okay, and they really properly hold it in front Got of their it. face. Do you guys ever notice? Oh, I fucking hate it, dude. Watching you on comedy videos gives me anxiety. Oh, buddy, I bet I got all kinds of stool fucking straight up fucking really just How old? Sorry. Good. You were 18 when you started? 19. How old were you when you started? 16. Jesus. How old were you? 40? I was was 50. I just got my second (laughs) divorce. I really wanted wanted Rodney Dangerfield. Wanted a new lease on life. Yeah. I was 21. Okay. I started. I did a. When mic- did you move to New York? That's when I met you. Is when you moved. Twenty three. You were you had, you were so smiley. That's what I remember about meeting you. He was like he had seen me on Comedy Central, and he's like, I saw you. I saw you at live at Gotham. Damn, I dude, really enjoyed you your set. He's like six nine. I'm like down here, and I'm yeah. like, um, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I was slinging it at you. But you know, you were you were just very smiley and excited to be in New York. It was actually quite game. adorable. Yeah, that's how I lure you in. That's his yeah, game. it did nothing. No, it really, uh, <laughs> it, I really was that smiley. I was super you were, pumped. You, that's what I remember. Super pumped to be here the first six months. I was like, because I moved from Tucson. I was like, dude, there's so much shit here. I just saw Chris Rock. Like Chris Rock would walk in, or like I'm like Jim Norton is sitting at the fucking it was, bar. It, it was, was like being I was, around a seven year old that you said you could have any candy on the table. I was just pumped because again, I'm like a comedy nerd like I grew up loving comedy specifically New York comedy tough crowd scene all that the movie comedian I like watched it a thousand times so when I moved to really yeah dude I loved it I was in high school when it came out same I watched it a thousand times I was like it was like I love it because it gave me a short glimpse of you know what I loved I didn't fuck Orny and like Jerry's story when they would show like Colin and Nick at the cellar I was like oh oh and I was like nerding out because I would listen to Opie and Anthony and stuff and I'd be like that's the that's the table by the way it wasn't the table at the cellar (laughs) but I would watch they never filmed the actual table and I'd be like that's the table at the cell like you know being like a hipster little asshole so when uh-huh. i moved here i'd be at stand-up new york and i'd be like this is where jerry tells orny the glenn miller band story and i'd yeah. be like very tall very smiley that yeah. was my impression i was a fucking nerd dude it was funny when i got to new york the guys at the table aside from colin yeah and DePaulo had done some you know i've seen those guys on tv a bit and like everyone but like norton and those guys i didn't really know from anything you know what I mean? Like Florence, these guys didn't have like really done stuff. They were like the working club comics yeah. in New York, but there was nothing like really pop. Patrice wasn't like known around anywhere. Yeah, he's just a good comic. So it was work. funny when I got to New York, I didn't have any of like that. I'm like, whoa, Jim Norton. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, they say these are the dudes who were like the... Jim Norton told my buddy good set like in the first six months I was here and we were both like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, fuck I had to tell. But even when I watched Attell the first time, oh, I go, man. oh, wow, David Tell. I know because I've seen his like... I think it's half hour Comedy Central, maybe it yeah. was at that point. And, the Presents? Uh, or no, maybe it was like the, might have been the here? HBO one. I moved here. I started coming to New York in like 2000, 99, 2000. I, I think that's when he put out. I moved here in 2002. I'm, okay, I, I started in 2002. I moved here in 2004. Yeah. Or so, yeah right here. so I was like pretty new up here for sure. But it was like, uh, it was fun to watch those guys go. I mean, it said Bill Burr. I've done, yeah. how many shows I've done with Bill Burr for 10 people at Caroline's on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, or whatever. Boston, CB's for a while. I remember CB's. Yeah. Uh, But that was, now he sells out Fenway. Yeah, I showed up and it was really just, um, 
I think that's why List and I got along so well because he was a fucking he was actually a comic though. Like he he was working. He was opening for DePaulo and stuff, and he showed up. And yeah, I would just. But I was a comedy nerd growing up, but I just knew all of it. Like <laughs> I didn't know what like the current club comics were. I was. Yeah. 18. Oh, yeah. I was like, but I feel like anybody you watched on Comedy Central, like I loved like Ted Alexandro, yep. Burr, Greg Giraldo, Mitch Hedberg. Greg Giraldo, I knew who he was, like by recognition. I said, uh, Pre- Colin. Premium Blend was big for me. You had yeah. no pre- and pre, I would say Premium Blend and, and, um, half hour specials. And then I would, I came here and they were, I got passed at Gotham when I was 19. I got passed at That's Carolines crazy. when I was 19, Stand Up New York comic strip. So, like, I remember, like, th- my favorite memory is I got passed at the comic strip when I was 19 and I got my first page it's like a Monday it's 25 bucks and my name was right under Louis CK's and I was a huge fan and so I'm looking at it and I was like he gets paid 25 bucks I get paid 25 bucks we're the same and as I was walking to the subway I was like oh my god we both got paid 25 dollars and we're like a 20 year age you know what I mean like it was just one of those things where I was super excited and then like logical Liz came in and I was like what am I doing with my life (laughs) this guy's at the top of his game and we're both getting 25 bucks it was crazy like it was I, it was so funny to me so early to be like, this is not a lucrative career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, yeah. well, to me, I was told the lucrative, especially when you first come in, you're young, they go like, buddy, you don't even have to work past, like, if you just get 45 together and go do colleges, you're going to be great. And then I got 45 together and I didn't realize that colleges are really, you don't have to be clean, but they definitely don't want you to be dirty. No. Yeah. And whenever I would do colleges, I'm like, you know, blah, 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 black joke. And then they were like, boo. And I was like, I guess I'm never going to make money. Because <laughs> they were always like, college is how you make money. Yeah. $3,000. You can get $3,000 a night for doing these colleges. I was like, yeah, and then, and then so Bill Burr, And life. then Bill Burr's thing was like, even though it was no, he wasn't drawing or anything, because his act, he did colleges, he was able to buy a, a, an apartment. Yeah. Manhattan based off of just like NACA stuff. Really? Yeah. That That's was when first. he got that? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The one that DeRosa lived in? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it was off like money I like that. I slept on that couch very drunk before because of Joe DeRosa. Yeah, it's like money from the neck, but man, those, I it, couldn't do it. I did college. I, that was the fir- that was how I first started becoming a full-time comic was like colleges and stuff. I had a college agent pretty young. And like, the thing is, is that like, I'm not dirty, but I'm not relatable. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, they also don't tell you, like, I was, I never lived a teenager's life i was doing stand-up when i was 16 so like I mean, yeah you my, had all that liquid ecstasy yeah you know? no i was i was a drug addict no, I, <laughs> that is the problem with all of that is is starting at 19 even 21 to some degree but you did start at 21 and you were like you really were you moved from home you kind of had like you know you were did a college experience like i was a babysitter for my brother and sisters for yeah. most of the time my experiences were pretty common growing up for the most part and then you're 19, you're like, you're like I'm funny, but I really, you're drawing from zero life. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. Oh, yeah. So all I had was like, Dice Clay was always made me laugh, so I'd go do dirty stuff. And then the colleges were like, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't open with an anal joke. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, oh, but I thought, in my mind, I'm like, it's college. We're all kids and it's stupid, right? I'm, like, I'm going to get laid a bunch. No, dude, it was, it was so the opposite. They never, sometimes they'd ask me to leave quickly after the I, show. I've never felt older than when I first got I was probably like 20, 23 when I got my first college gig. So yeah. it's like two years replaced from college. And I was like, I'm going to go. I was drinking. I was like, oh, fucking rip it up. Easy. Probably be at a house party or whatever. And I never felt older. That was the oldest I've ever felt. When I went to go do stand up for college kids, and I was like, what's going on? And they were like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, am I? Oh, no. I'm fucking old. And I <laughs> did okay. Got my money. Got the fuck out of there. In a 25 year almost now career, I've done 
my guess is 10 or less colleges. That's very low. Did you go to college? No. Did you go to college? I went for a month. Yeah. Shout Did you out, finish? Shout out University of Arizona. I went to the new school. And like, it wasn't a traditional college. Like, I didn't take any math or science. Like, I literally went for writing. I read a bunch of books. I wrote a bunch of essays. And you can see what happened. You have a but- degree? I do, but what, what am I going to do? What with? is it, an associate, bachelor's? It's a bachelor's in writing. I mean, I did write a book. You no, call, yeah. yeah. You actually get did use your degree. Yeah, yeah it, just you took, it, took, it, took a, it took like 20 years. Um, I did call up my dad when I got my book published. I was like, I finally used my degree. He's like, don't call me up and tell me that. Her That's book, Liz's upsetting. book, Why Cats Are Assholes, is available on Amazon. Go <laughs> yeah, pick like, it up. Why, thank you. Yeah. Um, but but why I asked is like not only did I was I not living in a, like I genuine like there are people in the city these half our community has known me since I was 16 years old and I would bring peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and all my school books and I would like hand out flyers at Ha and I would like do like the laugh lounge because that opened up around when I was 19 and I would do my homework and I would eat peanut butter and jelly and I would like do spots and then I would study in between sets like there's people so I wasn't I half the time all my friends that were like partying doing drugs I was like I would show up at one and they were all drunk and it wasn't fun and I would go back home so even when I would do colleges like I haven't lived this I didn't even live a traditional life because I I watched my siblings when I was younger so I was either watching my siblings or doing stand-up and like I was actually just telling somebody recently like I, I did a lot of drugs and I drank a lot when I was a teenager because I was sad and that's what you're supposed to do. For sure. But I got into stand-up and that was really kind of cheesy enough what saved me. But I would go to these house parties when I was like 14, 15 years old and you know we just had one computer and one printer and I didn't want anybody to know I was writing jokes. So I'd go to a house party. All my friends are like having sex and doing drugs and I was like, oh, sweet, computer. And I would type up my jokes and print them out and people would be like, are you having fun? I was like, yeah, I think I wrote three jokes. Like, that's so funny. Genuinely. Someone's so- in the backyard like, I just threw up in the backyard. Liz, what are you doing? And she goes, you know what's crazy is when you do walk in, they say that. And that's going to lead me. Uh, well, we talked about this before, I think, on the show. It was funny to watch that thing of, like, my everyday friends. I was doing something so off the kind of books of what they were like, what, you're doing comedy? But, like, the Eagles are playing Monday. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. whatever. It's like, what about the... And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to these open mics uh, on a Tuesday night. He goes, that's 10-cent wing night over at blah, blah, blahs, and we all watch this. or You know what I mean? Or we yeah. all go here. We... We hang and they just drink and they just really didn't have any kind of, so it was weird to like uh, lose, again, not having experiences because I was doing comedy. Yeah. It's like you almost have to have, start doing comedy and get out there and do, to have some like life experience. It's very interesting to like. I had to circle back. To draw to from nothing because yeah, I'd go, my friends, it's funny watching them all move on and you're kind of like, I don't even know what it is I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not really moving on because I'm hanging out at a thing and they go, you know, I was talking to, uh. Uh, breakout last night my everyday friends are like who and you go breakout is a 45 year old black dude I do comedy with and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. aren't you 19 I'm like yeah no, he's great though he's good it's that also was... you just use all the name earthquake you don't know earthquake like you're just using <laughs> dude it was much sadder oh for me. Philly has a, he goes ah oh, dude beefy funny said the funniest thing yesterday and you go beefy funny you're like Oh, he's the best, dude. He's not a 40-year-old black guy with freckles on his face. He's wild, dude. I think he might be on drugs. Tucson was uh, sadder because I would be at the University of Arizona, and they'd be like, we're going to go to this crazy party at SAE. What are you doing? And you're like, I'm opening for uh, Marciel the Clown. <laughs> what was his name? He was There was a silent clown, and his wife played the piccolo. And I was like, I'm, I'm featured. T.C. Hatter. His name was T.C. Hatter and Marcy Ann. And, and they were like, I'd be like, I'm featuring for him if you want to come or whatever. And they're like, It's a silent clown and she lays a piccolo. It's a comedy act? Yeah. It's a clown act, I guess. Yeah. T.C. Hatter? T.C. Hatter. 
Hatter. Oh, oh and by the way, happening. What's crazy is he's jacked. I didn't open for him when I was in college. I opened when I went back, and he's he's in a clown. He's in like a big suit or whatever. You have to be. People try to try to kill you yeah, all the time. There it is, dude. Wow. By the way, that guy's jacked. Under he'd take his suit. He coat also looks off. like a big guy. Yeah, dude. There it is. And they were staying in the. They it's were, a clarinet. No. Oh, it is a clarinet. Dude. Sorry. I don't want to fact dude. check. I thought it was the piccolo. I swear it used to be the piccolo. And I dude. would stay in the condo with them and be like, "This is fucked up. This guy's got a dark past." Dude, oh, I'm yeah. telling you right now, Jay. When you saw his body yeah. and him out of the makeup, I was like, "Were you one of the guys in Heat?" Yeah. Like he looks like he's like a he's career. Got a total. dark past, yeah, dude. And so I would be like. Because Tucson, it was like a sea room. So you'd be like, yeah, you probably saw him on Showtime's Dirtiest Dozens back in 86. <laughs> and they're like, I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to go to Star Ranch and do cocaine. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be go doing guest sets for Tommy Davidson. <laughs> it's also so weird that like you'll have these things that feel like accomplishments or you feel like you're leveling up or you're getting further and you feel like you have no one to share it with. Like you just, there's, I remember even just being like, Oh, upset no one understands about- the thing that goes, yo, I did fucking 10 minutes straight through tonight. And they're like- what? Yeah, I don't. You go ten whole minutes. You go. You know how fucking crazy it is to talk for ten minutes with <laughs> nobody f- talking back to you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Flying. You're, I'm flying. You're just talking. I'm They're flying. not talking yeah. to you. You just talk. That's but nuts. I, <laughs> but I think like any any kind of pursuit is like that. Like when you start doing something, yeah. Like not not only comedy, but anything. When you start getting into it, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. What the fuck? And you like look around and people are like, what are you doing? And you're like, I don't know. Because I remember before I got, I was too big of a pussy to try to do stand up, and I would do. I did radio. I did like I worked at KFMA. Shout out KFMA. It's not a real thing. It is a real thing. This is uh... the largest outdoor concert in the Southwest. And uh, I would leave parties to go do overnights at the radio station. So they'd be like playing beer pong. And they'd be like, all right, I got to go. And they're like, where are you going? I'm like, 40 minutes nonstop, New Rock. You'll see see once that legal plays, you're going to hear some system of a down in the Lincoln Park. But it was like, I was like 19 when that was happening. So I get it. Because all the 19 year old kids were like, oh, we're raging tonight. And I was like, I'm raging against the machine. And then then it's a power. You know, when I came to New York also, that's the other thing that telling too, when I got here, I could have maybe done a life of like trains. I always drove. But like I could have done trains and drank more and do whatever. But my thing was also uh, my ex got pregnant with my daughter. I mean, my daughter's gonna be twenty next month. So that's, like you're so old. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So uh, I can't believe you're someone's dad. That's like more mind blowing. Dude, Isabella's a full adult now, dude. Yeah, she's I'm 20, sure she's twenty years old. Awesome. Because I remember she Isabella had to be being. You're her dad. I remember Isabella <laughs> being a little girl and being amazed at me sitting on the floor uh, drinking milk for cro- dinner. Yeah, cross. You know, she never forgets. Um, but I say having her so young, like I had to go back. My ex was in like law school at one yeah. point during that, and when she was little. So when everyone was just getting done the shows, and I would get done my last show, and everyone said, "Let's go to the bag it in." Yeah, you're like, I gotta or, go be a dad. Let's go over in the thing. It was yeah, it was like I, I was like, I gotta take care of a kid all day tomorrow. So and also I'm driving, so I can't really drink or anything. So and I think like about three years, probably about three years into being in New York was when I really started smoking weed a lot. Yeah. But I never did before. But I so missed, did you go back and I forth missed, from Philly? Because you started in Philly at right? first for like the first two years, and okay. then I moved up after nine eleven because it was too hard to. Because you were just back. like what all the terrorists? They forgot well, about yeah. me. No, it was taking <laughs> nine hours to get yeah. here and and home. It was just taking so so long yeah. to drive. So yeah, circumstantially, I just moved up. But yeah, always having that responsibility too. I didn't. I missed out on a lot of experience of because every like comics in especially in their thirties stories are them fucking up in their 20s, like, drinking, and the nights they got wild and did whatever. Yeah. And through that, I didn't have it. Yeah. I yeah. really didn't have any of those things at all. So it was funny, like, to find those stories more, like, 
in my 30s and 40s where you're like, oh, we got fucked up last night at Pink Floyd concert. Like, but that makes sense. Are you telling a story from 1967? Like, but, no, 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 well, no yesterday. Moved, when Jay moved into the city with me, it was like the first time, I think, ever in New York comedy that you weren't driving. And I started drinking again. And so there was like a good two or three years where we were just like fucking 21 raging again. You guys are so, I was fine. such a bad influence. I was fine. <laughs> I don't, hadn't developed a problem. I can still drink. Christi- I can still drink to this day. Christina's a problem. <laughs> yeah, but when I... like, But it's Jay, adorable. Jay doesn't <laughs> drink. The, the way we were drinking, like I had... Jay doesn't drink. Like he has like... He'll, he'll drink like three shots and have a beer and like that's his night. When he was drinking with me... We'd like do the shots and then want another shot and another I, shot later and then like more. I can't beers. imagine what it's <laughs> like. I still do this. What you're saying? I, I still do what you're saying. I, I, I start. I start with three shots over the course of the rest of the night. I'll do like up to like maybe three more. But if I start feeling fucking like you know like oh shit I'm like feeling it I'll stop drinking. I don't have like the, I don't go. We gotta ride this. I don't have that gene. I'm also like so I like smoked a lot and I drank a lot when I was a teenager because I was sad. Like that's you know you just kind of self medicate. And then I got into comedy. I didn't do it. I just I found what I liked. And then I don't I don't ha- I haven't I think it's been over eight years. I, I stopped because of stomach issues, but I never weed? was uh, weed. I can't do because I have panic attacks. I I really sure. am actually very resentful that that got taken away from me because <laughs> I never had a problem. I, I, you just I, push through it. Dude, well, I started because that I is s- the answer, unfortunately. And it really is. No, no, I've had, no, no, I had some like, scary ones. No, like panic attack while high is the worst thing that can ever happen. Because like I've had totally. panic attacks and I've been very high and freaked out. Panic attack; those are like. Sure. But you know what? You have no, to. No, I don't I, like the way I, your I, eyes are looking at me. You're like you literally to. looking at me like I didn't try hard enough. Go really? fuck yourself. You have to. Liz? You have to push through. Liz? No, push through. Hey. I was like going to murder somebody. Liz? No, stop right. it. Don't no, murder stop. anybody, guys, and get beyond <laughs> Liz. I'm not gonna have you teach me Liz? to do drugs better, Liz. I don't want to end up like you, every, Liz. Every sea captain sees a storm as a new opportunity. <laughs> you need to learn how to. You see, you see past the panic attack. Push. Hey, both push of you. through. And that's also known as the fetal position. This is panic attack right here. You're looking through it. Little, little trick of the trade. You can mm-hmm. nap right through those. Oh no, no! I've I've woken up still having a panic attack. Oh, yeah, me too. Awful. Awful. Oh, it's awful. Me too. Oh, it's fucking. I'm like awful. it's still happening. <laughs> we have to take another break. We do. Should we say goodbye to Liz? We yeah, should so, give a, a so we goodbye instead of rushing her out. Yeah. Liz's new special, The Ghost of Academic Futures, streaming now on YouTube. You can catch Liz on the road with dates coming up. Long Island at Governors. You got Des Moines, Iowa, Rutherford, New Jersey, Salt Lake City, and Tampa. For tickets and all other tour dates, visit LizMeely.com. That's and the book. M-I-E-L-E.com. And our book, Why Cats Are Assholes, also available on Amazon. Our old friend, Liz Mealy. Thanks, guys. Our old, our old so young friend, I'm glad I came Liz here Mealy. for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 20th time. You know What's what? your 20th appearance like? <laughs> this is a good, this is a really good uh, premiere appearance for you. I think yeah. we're going to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'll wear, I'll wear the same outfit just to really fuck with you guys. <laughs> Liz Mealy, everybody. Make sure you check it out. And we will be right back to say goodbye. It's the bonfire. You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, what's going on? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody needs a little help in life. Uh, I've been going to therapy for years, and BetterHelp is an amazing way to do it. Why? Because you need a neutral place. You need somewhere to go to set your goals, to have somebody help you, guide you, focus you on achieving the things you want to get to. A lot of days, people wake up and try to white-knuckle life. That's not the way to do it. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff you can't talk to about my wife. I can't talk to her with friends. I need a neutral place where I can say and be honest and let it all out and let the heavy load of life off my shoulders with somebody who's professional. And that's where BetterHelp stays in. The best way to squeeze the special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy, it can help you find what matters to you so you can do more in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is awesome, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, not theirs. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You, you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you want. There's no additional charge. If you don't like that person, find somebody you vibe with, which is important, at no extra charge. Here's the deal. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonfire. Today, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonfire. Go now. Become a better person.